Welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Yes, I am full of energy and lively today. The sun is shining, the weather is breaking, so y'all gonna get all this energy. Some people call me a ball of sunshine and I guess I'm that today. So welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. If this is your very first time here, welcome to your tribe. Welcome to the Capacity Circle, aka the place where we can take off those superwoman capes, take off our work masks, and really get to the nitty gritty and talk about all the things that impact us both personally and professionally and that can disrupt our flow. I am your host, Nicole Rome, the Capacity Coach, and I'm really glad that you're here today. I am super excited, actually beyond excited today because I have a fellow work-life balance advocate in the building. We are going to be talking to my girl and one of my coaches, somebody that I've actually coached with, the boss mom coach herself, Miss Latika Vines. So make sure that you have a pen, your phone, a notebook, whatever it is that you use to take notes because we are going to be talking about the truth about work-life balance and what that means and really go into some tips on how you can achieve that work-life balance and how capacity and work-life balance are different yet related. I actually met Latika through a friend of a friend from the speaking and coaching retreat that I went to a couple of years ago that you guys hear me reference. And since then, It was, I want to say maybe six or seven months ago, we have been, I'll say, joined at the hip. She's been my coach. I've been helping her. We've really been pouring into each other. And she is one of the sister friends that I prayed for. So I'm super excited to have her on the show to talk to you guys today about how she literally helps working moms to grow in their careers, to have the work-life balance, and to be able to live the lives that they desire. Now, before I jump in and read her official bio, I do want to let you know that I still have a few openings for my balance boosters. Remember, this month only, I'm doing 50% off for my podcast listeners only. So make sure if that's something you're interested in that you DM me because the only way to get the code to get that 50% off is to reach out to me directly. So go ahead over. Take that capacity calculator and then reach out to me so we can talk about your results and you get your 50% off balance booster, okay? All right, let me go ahead and officially introduce Miss Latika Vines. Latika Vines is the founder, career strategist, and coach of Visionary Initiatives, LLC, which equips working moms with the clarity, confidence, and control to successfully balance life and have a fulfilling career. She provides organizations with career growth workshops and tools to develop their employees, increase employee satisfaction, and enhance retention. With 15 years of career development and workforce development experience, combined with being a working mom of four kids, Latika is on a mission to help moms become the boss of their lives and careers. Additionally, she is a podcast host of her self-titled show, three-time author, visionary speaker, and founder of the Vision Women's Network. Whether you are creating your own work and life balance as a business owner or creating it in your job, 
Latika provides you with the tools to navigate and thrive in your life and career as a boss mom. Please help me welcome Latika to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Latika, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Thank you for being here, ma'am. Thank you so much, capacity coach. (laughs) You know I giggle every time you say that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I already kind of alluded to the fact that you would be on this week. And I think I'm even more excited to have you here because you also specialize in work-life balance for us mamas and really being able to figure out a way to do what we do as moms, as wives, as entrepreneurs, as employees as well. And so I'm super excited for you to jump in and just kind of talk to us a little bit about how you ended up in this space doing what you do as a boss mom coach. And let's go from there. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me here. It is a pleasure. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, it is so interesting because people always ask me, what is a boss mom coach? Because it is a term that not too many people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that, you know, we as working moms, we can build opportunities for self-success moment over moment, which Mm -hmm. is my definition of a boss mom. And she is that working mom that is truly balancing her career, a fulfilling one, and also spending time with her family, her kids, her husband, all the other responsibilities that she has at home and in Mm -hmm. her community. And for me, it honestly started being scared when I found out I was pregnant with my fourth child. Mm. because I had no idea how I was going to be able to literally balance four kids, a husband, a commute, a job that I absolutely hated Mm. and everything in between. And so I got a coach when I was pregnant with my fourth daughter and, you know, the coach, I was meeting with her every Friday and I would tell her like, I don't know if I can do this. And she was like, no, you can do it. You can do it. Keep on going. Keep on going. But let's make sure that you can focus on what you want in your career. And if this is the best time for you to focus on your career, the next step. And so I continued to meet with her for about seven months into my pregnancy. And then I actually stopped because I stopped coming into the city because I needed literally a break. (laughs) So I took maternity leave early. But when I had my fourth daughter, I literally fell into a depression. Mm. And I was later diagnosed with postpartum um, depression when she was seven months because I could not figure out how to do it, how to be that mom and the employee and everything else that was going on in my life. And I finally was able to go talk to someone to help me figure out, you know, what I was doing. And so when I did that, when I went to talk to someone, I realized just going through the exercises that I was not happy in my career. And that was the biggest struggle I had. So it wasn't really 
the fact that I couldn't balance it all. It was just that I wasn't happy. And so I figured out (laughs) that I really hated my job. (laughs) (laughs) It's really how that impacts us, right? And how we show up and we think it's balanced, but it, I'm laughing because I resonate with that too, Mm -hmm. right? Like it takes such a toll on you. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about that. Yes. And it did because I was like, you know, here I am. I'm already feeling guilty because I'm dropping my four kids off at another woman's house. Mm -hmm. That's another conversation for another day. I felt so guilty of dropping my four kids off at this lady's house. Her and her mother are taking care of my kids, you know, making sure they're going on the bus, making sure they're getting off the bus, making sure they're safe. And of course, I trusted her and her mother. Mm -hmm. You know, they were here in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood has used them. So I knew I was in good hands, but it was just like, come on, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yep. And so I honestly... I dealt with the mom guilt. I dealt with the simple fact of, again, hating my job and going into every morning a commute of two hours one way. Because again, I'm in the suburbs and then going into the city, you know, it's on paper, it's about 37 miles. Mm -hmm. But when you add in traffic, construction and everything else, It was about two hours one way. And so here we are. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. I really don't know if I can do this. And it just, honestly, it hurt. It hurt my soul, my core, because I want to be the greatest at everything, but Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't because I felt like once I understood that it was my job, I felt like, everything was holding me back. Mm. Everything was holding me back. I felt like I couldn't, I was getting in arguments with my husband and I would say, I told you I'm doing this the best way that I could, or I know you're upset because I'm not doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even the case. He would always reassure me like, Latika, there, I, you're tripping. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> you're crazy. But it was just my internal being that was telling me, you don't know what you're doing. You're stuck. You're unhappy. You need to get out of this rut, but you don't even know how to get out of it. And just all of those emotions. And once I was able to get out of that, talk to that you know, therapist, see my doctor on a regular basis, mm-hmm. uh, my physician on a regular basis, I was able to figure out a plan to get out of the job that I hated, Mm. get out of that job that I hated, use the career development experience that I've gained by helping other people grow their career, use that for myself Mm -hmm. and be able to do that for others and specifically for other moms. And so I truly believe that when you have a situation or experience where you are unhappy, most times it's because you're not happy with where you are in your career. Because, you know, like myself, I try to put myself in a position where they allow me flexibility, allow me to be home more, telework more. But I also 
I was taking positions that had nothing to do with my career, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with my skill set. I was overqualified for the positions, but mm-hmm. I knew they gave me what I needed to be home. Mm-hmm. And it's like this level of sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Like to get what I need. I'll accept this, mm-hmm. but then it ends up impacting you mentally and emotionally because exactly. you're miserable. Miserable. And I didn't realize, like, I know that we have a lot in common, but I didn't realize until this conversation that we both were commuting two mm-hmm. hours one way mm-hmm. into the city. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who's never had to do that, listen, that's a whole other, like, level of stress and time because just in one day, that's four hours out of one day, Mm -hmm. five days a week, Mm -hmm. basic math, that's Mm -hmm. 20 hours of time. You don't get back time. You could be spending on Mm self-care with your spouse, with your children, gardening, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a different level of stress. So I love that you bring that up because when you are also unfulfilled in the work that you're doing and you top that with a horrific commute. Yeah. It puts you in a bad place, but it sounds like you were able to put a plan together. You said from the career development stuff that you've had experience doing. So talk to me a little bit about that and how that coincides with what you do as a boss mom coach. Absolutely. So you know, a long time ago, I realized that I wanted to be an educator, but I didn't know what that meant. My mother's an educator and just the people around me were all teachers. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I wanted to be in the quote unquote helps ministry. And so um, as I started my career many moons ago, um, (laughs) I dabbed into teaching. And so I started volunteering, teaching with adults. And then on my job, I started teaching in a nonprofit. And so that all led to me being in the position of training and development. And so I took my nonprofit experience, got into the government. And from that, I delved into the training development, leadership development, and then career development or workforce development arena. And from that, I was able to build tools for organizations to help develop their employees. And so that would mean actually creating a roadmap for their employees to get from potentially a lower level grade to an executive level position. It also included building training programs Mm. to help them develop in their career. So it could be helping them enhance certain soft skills, certain hard skills. My thing was helping them in the soft skills, leadership, and then also in the hard skills of Microsoft, which (laughs) now is back into the swing of things because for a while it went away. Now it's back. You know, so I just loved doing that. And from that, I just gained so much satisfaction. And when I had my daughter, she's six, she'll be six this year. I was the manager of our senior executive program. Mm. And that was like probably one of a few highlights in my career. And in this program, I dealt with mid-level managers who were going into executive level. Mm-hmm. And we had an alliance with a university in D.C., 
and I would help them literally get into this program. I'm just and you light up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun because, you know, as someone who's in that space, in that industry, you just feel so much joy and satisfaction in helping someone get to the next level in their career. And so the fact that I was able to touch about 50 men and women and help them get into the program, it was incredible. And, you know, it just does something to you when you know this is what you're called to do, this is what your purpose is, and you're doing it. It's, I mean, nothing can top it in the world. And so here I am, you know, I got my kids and I'm getting awards, you know, cash awards, I'm getting medal awards. I'm getting recognition from universities because I'm doing work with them. And then I get pregnant with my fourth child, Mm. you know? And so with that, I feel like, you know, we, as I say, career caretakers, we put so much emphasis on everybody else's career because we are called to help other people. But when it comes to ourselves, we're very timid. We don't have time. We have this at home. We, we can't do that. our own advice. No. <laughs> you know, and so as a boss mom coach, that's where I come in for those career caretakers and say, hey, you can do this, but let's figure out what this blueprint, what this strategy, what your solution is going to be for you to get to that next level in your career, wherever it is, and be able to spend that time with your family that you want to be in. And so as a boss mom, I teach you to build those opportunities. If anyone's read the memo, you know you have to bring your chair to the table or you have to bring your own table. And so you have to build these opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. No one is going to give you the work-life balance you need. You have to build it. And so as a boss mom coach, I show you and teach you how to build those opportunities for you to have that balance, for you to have the success that you want. Mm-hmm. And it's continuous. It's not just for one moment. Mm-hmm. It is continuous. And so my phrase is that I help you as a boss mom coach, lead and grow your career and balance life. Listen, you said so much (laughs) and you are speaking directly to my heart because coming from an HR leadership space and being in corporate HR, I identify so much with that fulfillment of helping somebody to get from one part of their career to another. And not only building that roadmap, but also giving them the specific steps, the different training opportunities, identifying what the different strengths and weaknesses are, not just based on their performance reviews, but their everyday interactions, right? Like you say, you want to be senior manager starting in this entry-level role. Here's what you need to do and helping them to forge relationships, all of those different things that are going to help them to grow. And so seeing you and hearing you be able to take that not only from your own personal life and to help other people 
that are still, you know, in the corporate space or even in the governmental space, they're working, right? And the workforce to be able to do that is amazing. So just thank you for what it is that you do because so many people get discouraged as they're trying to get from one area of their career Mm -hmm. into another one. And part Mm -hmm. of it is the work-life balance. Like I can't tell you how many times people would be in my office as an HR leader saying, I don't think I can accept this promotion because Mm -hmm. I don't have the capacity to take it because it means I'm going to have to work more hours, have more direct reports, Mm -hmm. all these different things. And I remember like talking them off the edge and saying, Mm -hmm. actually you can. So here's some strategies, right? Let's talk about what this looks like from a work perspective, what's going on at home. So bringing in that personal piece, because oftentimes, and tell me if you've heard this, we're taught, especially as women, especially as moms to leave it at the door. Yes. Like whatever's going on at home, don't bring it to work. Forget about it until, Mm -hmm. but that's Mm -hmm. not even realistic. Like you can't do that at all. Mm -mm. So thank you for sharing that. And you brought up the work-life balance. And I want to talk about that for a second, because I call myself a work-life balance advocate. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how much opposition I've gotten from just the term work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what I think about it, but I would be interested to understand if and when people say to you, there's no such thing, how do you handle that? And what's your take on it? Absolutely. So I believe work-life balance is an alignment. Mm. So you are blending in your career and your personal life. You are, but there has to be an alignment. And I believe that alignment is, what is it that is your career vision? What is that vision that God has given you? How, when, where are you going to spend time with your family? And then who are you? Who are you? And it's all in alignment. It's all blending that together because who you are, what your vision is, how you want to spend time with your family, that's a 24 hour job. Yeah. That's not something that, like you said, that you can, you know, stop or (laughs) put on hold for eight, nine hours. That's something you have to do constantly. Yeah, because the last time I checked, when being at work, your kids don't stop breathing. They don't stop needing things, right? And your house is still standing. You still have things. You still have a spouse. All of that stuff still matters and it doesn't just automatically fall by the wayside. So I love that you say it's a blend and that it's alignment. Because for me, I think of it similarly. And where you are literally not really balancing it, but it's more so of a, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. It's a feeling, the feeling of balance, right? Because when you feel like you're out of balance, you're frustrated, yes. you're overwhelmed, you are irritable, you're mm-hmm. you know, not getting things done, you're not productive. And mm-hmm. so it's more of a feeling and a perception of balance yes. that you're creating so that you can show up in excellence in either mm-hmm. one of those roles as an employee or business owner and mm-hmm. as part of your family. So thank you for saying that because absolutely, damn, so many people are like, balance, that's not a real thing. It's never going to oh, be Oh my even. goodness. Nobody said it was supposed to be even like even on a seesaw. Is a seesaw ever really balanced? (laughs) And it's not. And I think that's the thing that the misconception comes in 
because you think that, you know, this work-life balance has to be one way for everybody. Mm. And it's not. It's solely different. Yes, it's solely different. And, you know, what you do to balance life is going to be completely different from what I do and vice versa, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just making sure, again, you understand that that balance is personalized. Mm -hmm. It's your alignment. It's nobody else's. It's no one's what you see. You know, it is your alignment. And once you understand that, it makes it a little bit more easier for you to create that strategy. Mm -hmm. I agree. And when you say alignment, it makes me think about how with my coaching clients and with everybody that I've been talking to for all these years, that when you align your values with your priorities and your goals, it equals work-life balance, right? And so it's a matter of identifying those things. Mm -hmm. You can't create that unless you know what those values are. So I love the alignment piece. Mm -hmm. Now, I often get this question and I want to get your take on this too. What is the difference between capacity and work-life balance to you? Because I used to think that they were the same thing until I became a capacity coach. Um, But talk to me a little bit about your mindset and what you think about capacity versus work-life balance. Absolutely. So I use the term bandwidth, which is the same thing as capacity. Yep. And I say all the time, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with this. (laughs) And that's honestly, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have the stress. I don't have the resources. Right. I don't have it to deal with it. You know, and I feel like that's what my capacity is. Mm -hmm. I have identified that I can't. I won't, I'm not going to deal with this. (laughs) I can, I won't, I'm not in that order. (laughs) You know, and then work-life balance is, like you said, you know, aligning with your values. You're also creating those boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, you're creating those boundaries of what you can do. And no, that's a bad word for some people. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's just, Again, it's perspective, but I truly believe that there is a separation because that balance is what is your strategy? Mm -hmm. What is your strategy to do it all? And that capacity is, I don't have it. I just can't do it. My husband used to tell me, he actually (laughs) forced me to create this t-shirt that said overcommitted. (laughs) And this was years ago, (laughs) years ago, um, I think when we first got married, because we had moved, I believe my husband is trying to move me further south. He's from North Carolina. So I think he's trying to move me further south. So I was in (laughs) the northern part of Maryland, then to the central part. Now he's gotten me right here to the edge of Virginia. So I think there's a a strategy here. (laughs) But um, so after we got married. We moved to Southern Maryland and our church was in the central part of Maryland. Mm. So we're driving about an hour to get to church. And so I would come home from work. Again, I worked in the city. And so I would come home from work, change, eat, and then turn around and go back up to church for Bible study for, I was doing Celebrate Recovery at the time. I was still helping people 
other moms who've lost children to sudden infant death or any type of infant mortality. And so I was going back up there and then I would go up with my friends who were still in central Maryland. Mm -hmm. And so I was spending so much time. And anytime somebody said they needed a volunteer, they needed a babysitter, they needed this or that, my hand was going up. (laughs) Hence that overcommitted shirt, huh? (laughs) My hand was going up. And what I realized is that even though I thought I had the bandwidth or the capacity to do it all. I didn't because I didn't have the balance. I did not have the balance. And so here it is. I don't know if I forgot. I just didn't. It wasn't my priority at the moment, Mm -hmm. but my priority should have been home, family, my husband, because it was just him and I at the time. But my priority was, oh, my goodness, these people, they need help. I need to help church. I need to do this. I need to do this. And so here I was, I had the capacity to do all this other stuff, which I thought I had the capacity to do all this Mm -hmm. other stuff, but my whole life was not balanced. My whole life was going downhill because my priorities were not in alignment. Mm -hmm. They weren't aligned to your values. No. Yeah. They were not. And so, you know, I feel like there is a huge difference between capacity and balance. You know, that balance, that is your strategy. That is your blueprint. That is your solution to life. Mm -hmm. Your capacity is, what do I have the strength to do in this moment, in these moments, in this circumstance? And I think it's just so separate. And that you have to understand what that balance is to be able to know what your capacity is. Yeah. They're like first cousins or brother and sister, right? Like they work together or against each other. Mm -hmm. I love that you say you have to really understand what your capacity and or your balance is in order for them to work together. Because like you, I consider capacity your ability, right? Mm -hmm. Like, What do you have the ability? to realistically do because as we talk about because what you may not know folks listening is that boss mom coach here is always snatching my edges okay she's making sure the capacity coach has capacity (laughs) (laughs) there are only 24 hours in a day and if you are not putting strategies in place to balance your capacity, you're going to be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be burnt out and you're going to allow yourself to be in roles that you're not fulfilled in. Yes. Continue to go with the flow. Come on now. Listen, the work that you do is so needed and I'm so glad that you do it. Thank Um, you. (laughs) And I'm grateful for your explanation on both capacity and (laughs) work-life balance. (laughs) Now, being the boss mom coach that you are, can you give us maybe one or two tips that you use for yourself and or your clients on how do you really manage or create work-life balance when you Mm -hmm. have so much to do, when you are the one in your friend and family circles, when, you know, you have a full-time job and a side hustle, 
and you're a wife and just all the different things because you're juggling all the different hats or spinning plates as some of my Canadian friends used to say or drinking from a fire hose that's what it was yes <laughs> when you're drinking from the fire hose mm-hmm. how, how do you create this work-life balance absolutely so again that's that blueprint or strategy and one of the things that I constantly share is having a plan, having a productivity hour. And that productivity hour um, consists of you as a working mom sitting down and to figure out what is your plan for the following week? What are all the tasks that you have to do? Can you do them realistically? Are they a priority? And then writing it out on your calendar to see, okay, where can I fit this in? And sharing that with your family. And when you are able to do that, you have a better understanding of all of the tasks that you can take for that upcoming week. We have plenty of responsibilities and we put so much pressure on ourselves because we have those responsibilities and we believe that we need to add on more responsibilities. We have to, you know, for instance, we have to clean the kitchen. But do the windows in the kitchen need to be cleaned tonight? (laughs) Does the oven need to be cleaned tonight? You know, like realistically, what are the tasks that you need to do? And can you realistically get those done in the next week? You know, and you're doing this, looking at the kids schedule, looking at your husband's schedule, looking at what you have going on at work. And, you know, the advantage is most of us are still at home or our kids are in a hybrid learning situation. Mm -hmm. So we may have a little time to ourselves. So can we realistically get this done? Do we need to figure out, okay, maybe in the 30 minutes that the kids are taking a nap, I can just sit. You know, maybe in the five minutes that my husband is sleeping, I can pray. You know, really thinking about what is it that I need to do Is it realistic? And then how can I fit this in into the calendar for the following week? And having a really good um, calendar app or, you know, I use the school calendar because it's free and I put Mm -hmm. it in my kitchen command center for everybody to see what's happening in the week. But that is the number one thing that I teach moms that work with me in coaching is that you need to make sure that you can prepare for the following week. And during this productivity hour, it doesn't mean that you're meal planning or anything like that. It's literally planning for the week to figure out what is it that I can do, you know, for the upcoming week. And so I strongly encourage any working mom to really set aside some time each weekend, Saturday or Sunday, and figure out what is it that I can do next week realistically, get it on a calendar and do it. So it sounds like they're planning out their work-life balance and managing their capacity at the same time. Absolutely. I wrote down that, you know, number one, you have to figure out what's the plan for the upcoming Mm -hmm. Can you do all the things that you are listing out? Yes. What are those different tasks? But then most importantly, identifying, are each and every one of those things a true priority? Exactly. Everything that's important is not a priority. It's not your priority. Right? 
it might not even be. And that's what takes up so much of our capacity too, right? right? Doing stuff that ain't none of our business. You walking your neighbor's dog is not a priority. Who if you, you don't have the stuff that you need done in your house for yourself, if you don't even have any me time, because Come on you now. be no good to nobody, if you don't even take those five minutes to pray, or you don't figure out what the different tasks are, and you're running around all willy-nilly, as some of our grandmothers say. <laughs> <laughs> all willy-nilly. So yeah. no, I absolutely love that. And I can tell you guys personally from being part of Latika's Productivity Hours, it's such an amazing feeling when you've planned out that week and you've not only written it out, but you've plopped it into your calendar, whether that's in a Trello board or on your Mm -hmm. phone, like you said, the school Mm -hmm. calendar. That's one of the best time management and organization tips that I've ever received. And it has helped me so much in my ability to even be a capacity coach and Mm -hmm. to manage my own capacity. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. I got a couple questions for you because Mm -hmm. I have everybody that comes on the Flow and Flourish podcast to answer these. So are you ready? I think so. Maybe you You click on your feet. (laughs) Okay. If you could go back in time and have a conversation with a 17 year old version of yourself Mm. and give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? I see you falling out your chair over there. It's all right. (laughs) Oh, Lord Jesus. You know, man, there's a lot that I could tell her. I think that the main thing that I would tell her is I would have a conversation with her and let her know that she is loved, that she doesn't have to gain appreciation from other people, Mm. and that there's going to be some things that happen in the future that she may not understand in the moment, but as she matures, she'll get the clear understanding later. And and because I always tell people, you know, I got married two days after I turned 19 and I will never, ever say that I regret getting married because, you know, if I didn't get married, I would have never had my daughter. I would have never experienced being a mother at 20. Mm -hmm. I would have, you know, never gone through a divorce, but I never would have married my now husband of 13 Mm. years. So I can't say that I regret getting married or tell her not to get married to that man that she only knew for five months. But stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely say to love her more you know, have that self-love and to always follow her dreams, Mm. always follow her dreams and not look for others for that appreciation or look to others to be happy, but Mm. to be happy in herself, to love herself. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned as I get closer to 40, but, um, (laughs) day over 21, man. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I think that would be the biggest, biggest thing. That's so good. And I relate to that so much Mm -hmm. because I've been talking about how I had my daughter at 19 Mm -hmm. Uh, and being a mom that early. Yes. Something 
to you. It yes. it either honestly makes or breaks you. Yes, uh, in my opinion. And like you, I don't regret any of it because as my late stepfather used to say, experience is the best teacher. It is. So I love that you say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's a little bit easier. Number two, since we're on the flow and flourish podcast, what is one thing that you do on a regular basis to make sure that you can flow and flourish? I go walking or running every day. Come on. That, yes. Every day. That helps me so much. I can, you know, listen to my music. Y'all, I love Spotify. I should get some stock in Spotify. But I listen you to sure should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I listen to podcasts, like motivational podcasts. I listen to sermons. I'm really into better together TV right now. So I'm listening to those very inspirational videos on YouTube. And that's what I do during my walks and runs. And of course, you know, as you say, Nicole, getting that summer fine. Summertime fine, (laughs) y'all. But, you know, just making sure that as I'm doing my walk and run, I'm taking care of myself physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And so I do that every morning and I do it before everybody gets up in my home. So like this morning, I was a little late getting out. I was out about seven o'clock this morning, but I tried to be out by 630 Mm -hmm. in the morning so I can be by myself, not worry about anything. Because, you know, as we as moms, you know, we're constantly running through our head, you know, what we have to do when we get back in the house. And once one of them is up, it's like, okay, yes, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So really just making sure that that time is dedicated to me and I'm spending an hour outside. So even though I did like this morning, I did three miles and I still had like 10, 15 minutes left in my hour. So I just went to the playground and I exercised at the playground, you know, talked to God and, you know, did my thing, tried to listen to him. Like, are you sure that's what you're telling me? Because I, I thought I heard something else, but okay. You know, so just making sure that I spend my, the time by myself with myself and for myself every day. And that has been the blessing to be able to flow and flourish as I do everything else in life. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Last but not least, this one's kind of easy too. Most am I? We talked about a whole lot today. And if there's one thing that you want the listeners to walk away with today, what is it that you want them to take away from our conversation? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is to make sure you have that blueprint or strategy or solution as to what work and life balance is going to be. And then once you've identified it, written it down, because Not in your brain. We, you can't, we can't keep it in here? No. no? Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure in case somebody on here listening was like, I got it. It's all in the mental. I got this. Yes. And you know what? For me, I can memorize so much. I don't forget much. But when it comes to myself, when it comes to what I need, it's gone. So when you can write it down and just get it a notebook write out what is it that you really want to balance life, have it down, 
look at it because the more you look at it, the more clear you can be, you can gain that clarity. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that clarity, you have your blueprint. Now you can figure out, okay, what does my capacity look like? You can execute based Mm -hmm. on your capacity. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Ma'am, I know that there are so many people who are going to be reaching out, wanting to know how they can work with you because so many of us, you know, suffer in silence with the issues that come with balance, right? We feel like we should be able to do it all or, you know, it makes us a bad mom or a bad employee if we can't. How can people get in contact with you to work with you? What kind of things do you have going on? Absolutely. Well, anyone can contact me at leadgrowbalance.com, all one word. And that's where you'll find all about me, my podcast, Latika Vine Show, and what's happening with me. But for right now, um, I am planning, I'm so excited about the second annual, The Realities of Work-Life Balance. It's called Real Talk, and I'm so excited about it. It will be in July. Um, Last year, we had over 50 people in attendance virtually. We did it all on Zoom, and we had amazing people from California to England join Mm -hmm. us and just talk about what we as working moms are going through in reality when it comes to work and life balance, and we share tips I loved it because we had moms from all types of nationalities, mm-hmm. all places around the world, but we all came together to help other moms be able to balance life. So um, definitely look out for that. Um, I'll be sharing more information as the days get closer. Mm-hmm. We're already two months away, but I'm so excited about it. And I can't wait for it to happen in July. I can't either. Oh my gosh. It sounds amazing. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how mom is universal, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what size, shape, religion, skin color, none of that. Mom is mom. And we all have those similar and sometimes identical struggles. And I love that you've created this space. You also have a Facebook group, right? I do. Thank you, Nicole. Talk to me a little bit about that Facebook group, (laughs) ma'am. Yes. So the Facebook group is Boss Moms Thriving, and it is the tribe where I come together. We have a good community of other working moms um, where we do share some work and life balance tips, but also some growth tips to help you in your career so that you can lead it and grow it to where you want it to be. And so every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have growth. Monday training where I go live and just talk about a certain topic in the Boss Mom Foundation to help you grow. Okay, good. Well, you know, I'm going to put all this information in the show notes and I absolutely adore you personally, professionally. And again, I'm so grateful for you lending your voice to this platform. And I can't wait for so many other women to hear this episode so they can be impacted as much as I have been by you. So thank thank you you. so much, Miss Boss Mom, (laughs) Latika. Wasn't that amazing? Just all this talk about capacity and work-life balance 
I hope you know after listening to that that you are absolutely not alone because so many of us are trying to figure out how to do it all, how to be the one, how to be everything to everybody. And a lot of us are trying to grow our careers or grow our businesses and really still be able to maintain our homes, our self-care, our relationships with our significant others and our children. And so I say frequently that you can have it all and you can. It's just a matter of being in alignment and understanding what your values are, what those priorities are, and strategically aligning them together so that you can have a balance between your personal and your professional life. If you have not already, make sure that you go and you follow Latika on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Join her Facebook group because she is one of the most phenomenal women I've ever met. And I'm so grateful to her for coming on and pouring into you guys and being on the show. And like she mentioned, she has the event that's coming up in July. So make sure you stay tuned for that as well. And as always, thank you for tuning in to this week's show. I hope that all of the tips and the information and just everything that I'm bringing to you throughout this month is valuable and helping you. And if it is, then make sure you tag me in social media, DM me and tell me how this is helping you and make sure that you let Latika know as well, because sometimes just hearing from one person that it made a difference is what gives us coaches and us podcasters the urge and the love to keep going. So let us know how this is helping you. As for next week, I want you to meet me right back here as we continue the conversation on being a mom, celebrating Mother's Day all month long, and me being your capacity coach and really providing you with all kinds of information on how you can really create a life that works for you. If you have yet to really subscribe to the podcast or to rate and review, then I need you to go and do that right now, like right now, okay? Until then, I look forward to connecting with you next week. If you have not joined my Facebook group, make sure that you go there too, because I'm going to be live there every single Monday moving forward and would love, love, love to see you on the lives with me. Got a whole lot of things that are coming over the summer and really just looking forward to continuing to pour into you. So that is the Flow and Flourish community. Make sure that you go join. And again, I look forward to continuing to be your capacity coach and helping you to create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, or what matters most to you.